0: If you would take your Bibles this morning to John chapter 8, John chapter 8 in verse number 12, we saw last week, Jesus made the claim and the statement, and he said, I am the light of the world. And immediately beginning in the verse 13, we'll find the Pharisees beginning to argue with Christ over who he is. We see this kind of be the pattern in Christ's ministry and his relationship with the, the Pharisees, these religious leaders. In John chapter 6, he said, I am the bread of life, and immediately the Pharisees begin to murmur uh, against him and begin to argue with him and complain about um, his, his claim. It seems, though, that arguing is kind of the way of, of society. Everyone today it seems to be disgruntled and wants to argue and complain about pretty much everything on a day-to-day basis. Kids are constantly arguing with with each other. I don't know if um, your kids were that way. I'm sure I was that way when I was a child. And uh, kids, they always want to argue, and it seems to be over the just the dumbest things at times, like things that don't matter, but if I can get at my sister's throat or my brother's throat, if I can argue with them, then it makes my day, and that's what I'm looking to do. They want to argue with their parents, right? You have to, you, you get on to them or you say something to them and their first reaction is not to say, uh, yes, sir, or yes, ma'am, And but their first reaction is, but, 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 and we always say, but nothing. We don't want to hear it, but they want to argue. That's the natural reaction. In school, we find the same uh, thing, but that's really the way of society. It kind of promotes this this mindset. Social media uh, has made it worse. Uh, platforms where people can get on there and argue, and probably one of the worst things ever invented are chat rooms where people go and constantly and sit in there and they wanna argue and debate and fight behind a, a computer screen, never having to own up to their words or, or even to their actions, and they're complaining, they're arguing. They just love to argue. I had a teacher back in Virginia when I was with the college, and um, he would always ask me, you know, why don't you write more and post more articles and all those type of things? And, And this guy, he did it all the time. I mean, he wrote and posted, and he was always online. Arguing with people over what he posted. And I'm like, listen, I, I don't have time in my life to be arguing with everybody's opinion about what I say or what I think. And, and, but that's constantly the mindset. No matter what your view is, no matter what you hold, uh, people want to argue. You know, sitcoms promote this mindset. You know, like in a, a marriage, in our society today, all it is is just one big argument, right? And unfortunately, the guy never wins. I mean, have you ever watched any of these things? The the man always loses, and it's his responsibility to give in to that. While back, Summer and I were having a discussion. We don't argue in our home. And uh, I know you believe that. We were having a discussion, and I was winning until she said, I have the text to prove it. All right? I had texted her. Uh, my own downfall. And uh, she was able to prove her point by my own words. And that was that was a problem there. But um, <laughs> we want to argue about everything because we think we're always right. We, we think we can never be wrong. So often I've looked foolish where I've been in an argument and um, somebody proved me wrong there and, and my, uh, in the middle of my argument. And, and even in my argument, when I'm proven wrong, instead of just apologizing, instead of just admitting that I'm wrong, I have to try to then what? Cover it up and, and make myself look better. And, and you know, well, you changed, or you did something different, or you know what you're saying is not true, because I, I have to, to save face, because I'm always right and you're always wrong. And that's the, the mindset that we have in our society today. Sometimes we'll end an argument and we'll say that, you know, we'll just have to agree to disagree. And so that's what we're, how we're going to end the argument. But can I tell you today that there are some things that we can be wrong on and, and it's okay. We can agree to disagree on some things and one of us obviously is wrong in that situation but, and that's okay. But there are other things that we must be right on or it changes everything. And here in our passage, we find the Jews once again wanting to argue with Christ. Many in our world are having some of these same arguments that we're going to look at today. But can I just tell you this this morning? If you're wrong about Christ, you're wrong about eternity. If you're wrong about who Jesus is and what he did on the cross and where he came from and where he went, listen, if you're wrong about the Son of God then you're wrong about eternity, and you're going to spend your eternity separated from God in hell. That is the, the truth, that is the reality. Listen, you can argue, you can fight with me all you want, but that is the reality. And my friend, I hope you understand this morning, our goal, our desire is for you to understand who Jesus Christ is. And that's what John wrote the Gospel of John, that you might know that Jesus is the Son of God and know that you might have faith, believing in Him, and believing in Him, have eternal life, have a relationship with God, be a part of the family of God, having your sins forgiven. That's that's John's goal. That's our goal for you today. And for those of us that are believers then, our desire is that we would grow in Christ, grow in the grace and the knowledge of the the Lord Jesus Christ and as Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection we want to to know Jesus and to be right when it comes to who Jesus is and and everything concerning Christ father we thank you for Jesus we thank you for the cross of Calvary we thank you for eternal life for salvation that is found in Christ and I pray today that as we examine this passage of scripture that our lives would be challenged Father, that those that would be without Christ would come to know Christ. Those that are Christians would be strengthened in their walk and their faith with you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. There's three arguments that we see. These Pharisees, they they hear what Christ says. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. They hear that. And so their reaction is not to examine what he says and and try to determine what he's saying, if it's true or not, or or to really grasp what he's saying. Their reaction in their flesh is to just argue uh, and to to just try to prove their point and, and to get their way. And so they're combative with Christ. And so the first thing we see is they argue with him about himself. There's an argument about Jesus and, and who he is. Look with me, verse 13. The Pharisees therefore said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself, thy record is not true. And so we see here, they argue with him about the testimony. They did not believe Jesus' own testimony about him himself. And, you know, people today do the same thing. There's all kinds of debate about who Jesus is, and some... In the argument, they want to placate Christians and, and those that believe the Bible and say, well, we believe in a Jesus. Well, you know, the, the Mormons believe in a Jesus. haven't the Adventists believe in a Jesus. Even Islam will tell you they believe in Jesus, but they don't believe in the Jesus of the Bible or what the Bible has to say about Jesus. And so they're arguing with him. Hey, listen, we're hearing what you're saying about yourself, but you're you're lying to us and and it's not true and and, and people do the same thing today. We, we preach the gospel, we preach the Bible. They go to the Bible and they read it and they say, well, it's just a, a bunch of fables. These are made up stories by, by men. Hey, can I tell you 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, all scripture is given by what? Inspiration of God. This isn't just the opinions of men or fables that were made up, but these are the very words of God and throughout history, they've been proven over and over and over again to be true. We don't have the time to walk through the scriptures and to point out all of the places where we can see the truth of scripture, but just in Christ himself, the one that they're arguing with, they're just in his, uh, the prophecies about himself and his life and his birth and ultimately his death, just in Christ alone, we see the validity of the scriptures, but we're constantly wanting to argue. Well, you know, unfortunately we do the same thing in the church, don't we? Well, I believe in Jesus, and I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. And we'll say stuff like, well, I know what the Bible says, but. And we want to argue with the Bible. We want to kind of change the Bible to fit our lifestyle and how we want to live. Hey, listen, if you're a Christian here today, you should say, whatever the Bible says, that's what I want to do in my life. Whatever God's expectation for me, that's how I want to live. That's how I want to conduct myself. Hey, listen! Don't reason away why you live contrary to what the Bible says. Don't justify your sin. We're so good at that, aren't we? Well, I know what the Bible says, but I'm just a sinner saved by grace. That is a terrible excuse to live in sin. Well, I'm just battling with the flesh, and you know, I'm just I'm just trying to do better day by day. Hey, listen, your you cannot justify your sin. We should come and say, hey, listen, this is what God wants. If this is what God commands me, then what, guess what? In his power, I can do it. And I'm going to strive, and I'm going to live, and I'm going to serve, and I'm going to do everything I can to follow, to follow the scriptures. But, you know, I find that probably the biggest part is not people saying, well, I know what the Bible says, but it's probably more like, I don't know what the Bible says. Even those within the church. We're not studying the scriptures, we're not learning the Bible, we're not doing Bible studies, we're not having conversations about scripture, we're not learning, so we're not growing. We don't even know what the Bible says to apply to our life. But here are these Pharisees, they're arguing over the testimony of of Jesus. Continue with me, verse 14. Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence I came and whither I go, but ye cannot tell whence I come and whither I go. Ye judge after the flesh, I judge no man. We see there then, as they're arguing with him about who he is, their thinking is fleshly. They're, they're looking at this from a, a fleshly per perspective. They're, they're looking at it from a, from a human uh, vantage point. You know, I struggle when I read that the Pharisees are arguing with Jesus, you know, they have the opportunity to see everything in the Old Testament come into fruition. I mean, these are the guys that say, listen, we know the Scriptures of the Old Testament. We know what God has said and what He's told us. And now here, right before their eyes, right before them, they're they're seeing it all come to fruition. It's all coming to reality, and yet, yet they're denying it. Why is that? Because they're not concerned with what the Scriptures say. They're concerned with what they feel or what they like, or what they, what they want. you know that if Jesus is the Son of God, they're gonna to have to submit to, to His authority? And, and you see, in our flesh, we don't like to to have authority. We, in our flesh, we don't like to have a, accountability. Hey, listen, we're we're doing this religious thing here, and, and we're in charge of our own life, and and we're we're doing the things that we want to do, and, and people are are serving us, and they're worshiping us. And if you truly are the Son of God, and you you know, then we have to now submit to you. We're going to lose face. We're going to lose power. We're going to lose prestige. And and they're looking at it from a flesh and from a fleshly vantage point. And he says, you're judging after, after the flesh. You're looking at it from a human perspective, from a sinful perspective, from a selfish perspective. And that's why they're arguing with Christ. They, they don't want what God wants. They want what they want. They want what they've learned and been taught, and, and they want to continue on in their, in their lifestyle. And so they argue with him from a fleshly perspective. You know, so many in our world today Saved, definitely, but even, I mean, unsaved, definitely, but even saved people. We, we, we're living and looking at things from a, a fleshly perspective. Let's say an argument. You're arguing with somebody, and why are you arguing? because I'm right. I, 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 my flesh has to be satisfied. I have to be vindicated. I have to, be, I have to feel good that I won this argument. I have, to, I have to get my way, and that's so often. Hey, we're arguing with people because of our flesh, and we so often live in the flesh and give in to the flesh instead of, instead of walking in the spirit. You know, if we were to submit to God and walk in the Spirit as God has commanded us to, it would save a lot of arguments in our life. If we were to exhibit the fruit of the Spirit that God lays out for us throughout the New Testament, particularly in the book of Galatians, if that was who we are, most of our arguments would would go away. Well, pastor, I just have righteous indignation. Come on, don't lie to yourself. I I just feel that I'm right, and so therefore I have righteous indignation. No, we have selfish indignation. And so we're going to prove our point, and we're going to get our way, and you're going to see our perspective instead of saying, hey, listen, I want what God wants in this situation. I want what's best not only for me, but I want what's best for you as well. Man, that would change the world, wouldn't it, if we thought that way? They're so consumed with the flesh. He says, you're judging. You're looking at this from, from the flesh. And then we see finally as they're arguing about Christ, they also argue with him about uh, his relationship to the Father. Verse 16, and yet if I judge, my judgment is true for I am not alone, but I am the Father that sent me. It, also, it is also written in your law That the testimony of two men is true. I am one that bear witness of myself, and the Father that sent me beareth witness of me. Then notice what they say. They said unto him, where is thy father? Jesus answered, ye neither know me nor my father. If ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. These words spake Jesus in the treasury as he taught in the temple, and no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. You see, they missed the point because of their fleshly perspective. He he has been teaching now for years, for his ministry, years of his ministry, that he is the son of God, that God is his father. Jesus is God in the flesh because he's the only begotten son of God. And so they question him. Okay, well, then who is your father? Hey, listen, you've heard it over and over and over again. How many times can I tell you? Who I am. I think verse 20 is important to, for us to note. If they did not believe him, why did they not take his life? I mean, he's been blaspheming now. All, every time he seems to speak, he's, he's speaking blasphemy from their perspective. I am the bread of life. Now he says, I am the light of the world. As we saw there in John chapter 7, they asked the same question. Some of the people there are saying, hey, why are they not killing him why, why are the leaders not taking his life, or do they truly believe that he is the Christ? Well, the reason it is, they weren't killing him, is because who he is. But more importantly, because of who his father is. As he says in verse number 20, his time has not yet come. His time has not yet come because the father has appointed the time and when his life would be taken there on the cross for your sin, for my sin, for their sin. And so Jesus is telling them, I am the light of the world. He's trying to teach them who he is, and they constantly want to argue with him. And so they argue with him about his own testimony and about who he is. Then we see the second argument in verses 21 through 29 is an, an argument about sin. There's an argument about sin. Look with me there. Verse 21, Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sins Whither I go, ye cannot come. Then said the Jews, Will he kill himself? Because he saith, Whither I go, ye cannot come. The first thing I want you to see is they did not see the issue of their sin. They did not see the issue of their sin. Jesus just told them, I'm going to leave, and you're going to die in your sins. And and what's their question? It's not well. Why? How am I a sinner? What 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 do you mean that I'm a sinner? Their question is, where are you going? They're focused on Jesus leaving. Well, how are you going to leave? Many times when I'm out witnessing to somebody and you try to talk to them about their sin and, and you use that word sin, a lot of times what they'll say is they'll, they'll ask you a question about something else in the Bible. Right? So if you died today, would, would you go to heaven or hell? Well, let me ask you about when the Bible says, judge not that ye be not judged. That's the verse everybody knows, so that's where we go right off the bat. Uh, You know, we go, well, let me ask you about this passage here in the Old Testament that just seems weird and obscure and all that type of stuff. Well, no, I'm saying, listen, I'm trying to tell you, you are a sinner. Yeah, I understand that, but let's talk about this over here. Because most people don't see the issue of their sinfulness, we, we think that we're good. We think that we're okay. And, and there might be somebody here sitting here today that you think, you're, listen, you're moral and you're, morally you're great and, and you have this standard that you're trying to keep. And, 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 and listen, I'm a good person and maybe you are from a human perspective, but the Bible tells that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so Jesus goes on here in this passage as he talks to them about their sin. Verse 23, and he said unto them, ye are from beneath, I am from above. Ye are of this world, I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. Notice this, for if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. And so they're arguing with Jesus and he tells them, listen, I want you to understand that I am the answer to your problem and of sin. You know, people are looking for ways to God today. People all over the world are looking for a way to get to God, to be made right, to, to be able to, to go to heaven. Some people believe everybody goes to heaven, and, and, and some people believe they have to work their way to heaven. Some people believe in, in different gods, and if I, I'll, find the, I'll find the right one. Hey, listen, it's normal, and it's innate within us. You go to the book of Romans, people believe that there is a God. And and most people believe that they've offended God, and now they have to do something in order to get right with God in order to go to heaven. And what Jesus is telling them, listen, you can believe whatever you want, but if you don't understand who I am, if you don't believe in me, then you will die in your sins. Do you understand what he's telling them right there? Not that, listen, physically you're going to die. All, listen, it's appointed unto men once to die. Everybody is going to die. What he's telling them is he's talking about their spiritual death. If you die and you leave this world without Jesus Christ as your Savior, you will be separated from God for all eternity. And you will be cast into hell and you will be cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. And he's talking about spiritual death. And Jesus lays it out for them right there in their face. Listen, if you don't believe me, if you don't understand uh, who I am, and this is what I'm talking about, there's some things you can be wrong about, and you could be okay. I I can be wrong about who the best sports team is. That's not going to change my world. But if you're wrong about Jesus, it changes everything. You will die and spend eternity in hell as you will die. Notice what he says in your sins. June 9th, 1995, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. When I die, and when it's God's appointed time for me to die and leave this world, I will not die in my sins, I will die in Christ's righteousness. It's not my righteousness, it's his righteousness, because when I accepted Jesus Christ by faith, I received that free gift of salvation. Christ's righteousness was put on my account, and I was forgiven, and I was washed, and I was cleansed, and whatever other word you wanna use, but I will die in his righteousness, which means I will spend eternity with him as I have eternal life. Jesus wants them to understand he's the only answer to the problem of sin. And then he goes on to say there in this argument as they're arguing with him about who, who his father is and, and now they're, they're, they're trying to avoid this concept of sin. We see that Jesus came to fulfill the will of the father. Continue on with me. Verse 25, then said they unto him, who art thou? And Jesus saith unto them, even the same that I said unto you from the beginning, I've been telling you over and over, I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he That sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. They understood not that he spake to them of the Father. Then said Jesus unto them When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. Jesus says, listen, you're you're going to die in your sin unless you believe on me. And so their question is, who are you? They're not concerned about their sin. They want to continue to argue with Jesus. And so he brings them back then to the Old Testament. He brings them back to the Father and he tells them, listen, before the foundation of the world, God set forth his plan of salvation. You see, when man sinned, he sinned against God. And we fall short of his glory, but God loved us so much that he sent Jesus Christ. And Christ then came in the will of the Father and he was obedient even unto the death of the cross. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so Jesus is laying out for them, listen, you are a sinner, but God the Father sent me to be the payment for your sin. When he says, when you lift me up, the idea there is, when you put me on the cross, when you crucify me, and and when I give my life for your sin, I will be doing the will of the Father because I only do what pleases him. They want to argue about sin. People all over the place, we, we, want, we want to argue about sin. Because we don't want to admit that, that, that there's something wrong and that we did something wrong and that we have, have sinned against God and that we uh, need a, a Savior. But the truth is, all have sinned. There's none righteous, no, not one. But Christ came and He was the payment for our sin. This is the will of God. That's why we quote for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You see, that's God's will and that's what Christ came to offer and to give. He's trying to bring their attention to their sin. Hey, listen, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your savior, I can counsel you about marriage, I can counsel you about finances, I can counsel you about um, you know, relationship issues, whatever you want to do, but the greatest need that you have today is to have your sins forgiven. You need to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, as He's the only way to have eternal life. He's the only way to have a relationship with God. That, that's the need that you have, and that's what Christ is trying to get across to these people. Hey, listen, if you don't believe in me, if you don't believe in me, then you will die Die in your sin. You know, sometimes we like to put things off that are not fun or or not, um, you know, not the best or whatever. We don't don't like them. And, uh, you know, there's things that we'll just put it off. And, you know, sometimes, you know, there's a problem at home, you know, a maintenance problem. Or, you know, your check engine light comes on in your car. And so we just put tape over it, right, so we don't see it. And then, then the car breaks down, and what happens? I don't know what happened. I, I mean, it just died all of a sudden. And then they say they pull the tape off and say, did you see this light was on here? Yeah, I didn't think that was a big deal. You know, many people live their life that way. We're going to stand before God, and, he's gonna, and we're going to have to give an account. And we're going to say, well, I didn't think it was a big deal. I didn't think the salvation thing was a big deal because I was a good person and I went to church and, and I did all the religious activities and I gave to charities and all these type of things. I didn't think it was a big deal. Hey, you know what? It doesn't matter what we think. It matters what God says. And Jesus says, if you don't believe on me, you will die and your sins. And so they argue with him about his, who he is about his relationship with God and who his father is. They argue with him about this issue of sin, and, and really they don't argue with him as more they tr- just try to avoid the, the topic. Who, who are you to tell us we are, we are sinners? I always like when people ask that question. Well, who do you think you are? Hey, listen, it's not my words. This is, this is God's word. This is God's truth. The last argument we see then is about their heritage or about heritage. Look at, with me at verse 30. "'As he spake these words, many believed on him.'" Now, there is going to be a debate as to whether these people believed for for salvation or they just believed uh, that he was a good person or something like that, and you'll see why here. Verse 31, "'Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, "'If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free.'" They answered him, "'We be Abraham's seed.'" And we're never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? And Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the Son abideth forever. If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. So Jesus tells them that they are in bondage to sin if they sin, and they're like, wait a minute. Don't you know who we are? We're from Abraham's seed. And, and really, many of us make this same argument. Hey, don't you know that I'm an American citizen? I mean, don't you know how great I am? Hey, look at how much God has blessed me. I mean, look at the, the house I live in, and the car I drive, and the resources I have. Hey, listen, we're an American, and, and, and so we're, we're better. Hey, listen, and I'm proud to be an American. All right, and, and we, we celebrate patriotism, and I'm so grateful for men and women that gave their lives and for the freedoms that I have today. Hey, but listen, being an American doesn't make you right with God. It doesn't give you standing with God and understand that. And here's what they thought. Hey, listen, we're from Israel. Well, why are you saying that we're in bondage? Hey, the issue isn't where you were born or what family that you're in. The issue is your sin. And that's what Jesus says to them. If you have sinned, you are a servant Of sin, But these Jews were holding on to their heritage, and they failed to see their sinfulness. And that freedom only comes through Jesus Christ. Hey, I don't know what your excuse is, why you're not getting saved. But can I tell you, freedom from sin only comes through Jesus Christ. I don't know what you're holding on to that you think is going to make you right with God. But can I tell you that salvation only comes through Jesus Christ. It's not by works lest any man should boast. It's not by heritage. It's not by anything. It's not of our own self, but it's only through faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus says to the people, I'm the light of the world. And their reaction is to fight and argue and and question and challenge. My friend, can I tell you today, Jesus is the light of the world. I don't know what your argument is or what your excuse is, what your pushback is, but as Christ said in this passage, If you don't believe on him, you'll die in your sins. If you want freedom from sin and and you want eternal life and you want righteousness, it only comes through Jesus Christ. There's no other way. We we like to argue. And sometimes we'll argue to the point where nobody gets their way. We'll argue, we'll argue, and we'll argue, and we'll keep the argument going. Have you ever been in an argument? And in that argument, arguments from 20 years ago came back up, right? Because we, we can't let it go, and we've we, we got to bring it back. Well, I know what you're saying, but 13 years ago, you did this, and you said this, and we're constantly bringing it back. You know, people are going to argue about the Bible for 40, 50, 60, 80 years of their life. They're going to argue about religion, and they're going to debate, and they're gonna stand before God in their sins, and they're gonna go to hell because they never accepted Jesus Christ. Hey, listen, it doesn't matter what you think about me. It doesn't matter if you like my opinions or not, if you like the way that I think or the way that I act. What matters is that Jesus Christ is the only way of salvation. Have you ever accepted him as your savior?